The Money Show. Small business. Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator with Small Business this evening and it's brought to you by Smart Security, powered by Vodacom Business. Start strong, start smart with smart security solutions for SMEs. Vodacom Business further together. Pavlo, welcome to The Money Show this evening. Inflation is a bugbear for absolutely everybody. How's inflation going to wreak havoc in the lives of small business owners? Well, Bruce, it, it is... It is just profound. You know, as, as South Africans, we, we understand inflation. You, you take it for granted, but across the US, across Canada, across Europe, across the UK, in a lot of the well-developed economies, inflation is something that was last seen in any meaningful way 50 years ago. Yeah. And as South Africans, we are used to the price of petrol and diesel rising and falling and bumping about. And the biggest trauma across the United States right now is the fact that a motor vehicle that cost, let's say, $35 to fill is now costing around $70, $80. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of look at it and just shrug my shoulders and say, well, yeah, that's every day. And the apprehension around it is profound. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about what we take for granted in South Africa around how we engage with customers and clients as business owners. And it got me thinking, especially around that, Bruce, because I recently attended an enormous seminar, which I was told was a small seminar, all around expert moves in sales, meetings, working with potential customers and clients. And they had a whole range of experts speaking on the subject. And it reminded me of some of the basics that we often get wrong and yet are absolutely vital to get right if we want to get a return on time and a return on the cost of establishing a meeting with a client. Now, here's the thing. I mean, we, we forget that you last week were in Chicago. Are you still in Chicago? Where are you now? I am still in Chicago okay. um, and on track to now go visit the UK next week. All right. Okay. So we'll but you're in Chicago. So you, you're, you're, you're in Chicago. You are in the United States. And Americans have got a particular way of doing business. Are they teaching you anything, Pavlo? Because you like to think that you know everything. And I mean, in a nice way. Um, are, are you learning things from Americans or are you just remembering stuff that you, you've forgotten? No, you, you know, Bruce, the environment here is so viciously, viciously competitive. I'll give an example. If you drive down a road, uh, one of the, the, the main arterials, right? And you drive for, let's just say, three kilometers. Firstly, the density of businesses on either side of that road is eye-watering because most of the states is driven by strip retail and malls. And... In the strip retail, you'll find business-to-consumer companies. So anything from a hair salon, a nail bar, a massage parlor, a fast food takeaway. And then right next door, you will find an attorney's office. You will find business-to-business providers, so people who manufacture and make pumps. It's very, very well integrated. But in that three-kilometer ride, you will see three, four, five competitors playing with the same products and services in the same space. And where the Americans excel 
excel is their engagement in creating a world a world class sales meeting has just astounded me the level of professionalism around it the level of preparation around it the level of weight and investment that gets put into every sales engagement not right across the board but fairly substantially at the moment in order to just get one step ahead or a few percent ahead of the next visit from a competitor to that exact same set client there's a lot for us to learn over there and take on board without a doubt okay then teach me lessons on the meeting i'm not a fan of the meeting not a big fan of meeting meetings take an awful lot of time um and um, not always are they productive and not always are they useful i'm told they're important but tell me about the, the art of the meeting well i think it's going to become even more prevalent now than ever before because a lot of us have forgotten how to get a good return on time not only for ourselves in a meeting but specifically for the person you're selling to it's vital that you give them a good return on time And the reason we've forgotten it so often, well, so much now, is because we're coming out of the Zoom selling period in many, many instances, and we're coming back to in-person meetings. And in-person meetings, Bruce, you know, I'm I'm still to be convinced that there's anything more powerful than an in-person meeting, because it's there that allows you to establish a connection, a relationship. beyond clicking from one zoom session to the next zoom session to the next zoom session and one of the most important tools that was spoken about that at this conference and it was spoken about and demonstrated extensively is this tool called setting the agenda you know so often people go and set up a meeting with a potential customer and you have a conversation on the phone perhaps you might have a zoom session you might have an email engagement with an agreement to meet but very often everyone just pitches up and they pitch up with a view to then have a meeting based on what's in their minds around what it is they want to discuss and one of the expressions that were was used which <laughs> really made me smile is it's a pitch up and throw up session in other words <laughs> very often a sales person <laughs> arrives at the meeting they show up and they throw up the company brochure and then sit back and wait for a deal to be done the insights gained over here the expert move as it's called is to always set an agenda in order to create context around a meeting so for example if i'm going to meet with you to fix your roof or uh offer you a a, a car or a service or whatever the case may be the first thing i want to do is always say thank you for making time to meet with me on my agenda i would like to cover a b c you then have that confirmed and then you respond by saying what would you like to add to the agenda in order to allow me to prepare and ensure that i give you value at that time we spend together what's the It politics so of who makes the first move on the agenda though i've asked you for a meeting do i say pablo i'd like to meet with you please i'd like to discuss the following three things what would you like to discuss or do i say hello pablo i'd like to talk to you what should we talk about what is the the correct approach well look when you're selling when you're selling you always want to be in control of the engagement you always want to control the frame the period of time from when you first engage to hopefully when a deal closes of some shape or form 
So setting the agenda allows you to do that. And if you set the agenda in the manner that I've just explained, by saying, I would like to cover ABC, Bruce, what would you like to have covered in that agenda? That simple question and the answer you respond with immediately gives me an insight into what matters for you. Because a meeting with anyone is never about you, it's always about them. And if you can arrange the content of a meeting entirely around what counts for them and nothing else, well, Bruce, those people then feel heard, they feel understood, they feel honored, they feel respected. And in that process, they develop the trust and connection with you. It turns a meeting, which can be quite contentious because selling can be quite combative, it turns that meeting into a discussion. And every time a meeting turns into a discussion, what you have just gone and done is struck up an alliance rather than a pitch. And that alliance is what gets a conversation flowing. And that's how deals get done. It seems perfectly logical for both parties to take notes in a meeting. Or do you appoint somebody to take minutes? Because that sounds very 1982. <laughs> 1982 or 1962. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> it's 19-something. So yeah. <laughs> it's 19-something. Definitely after 18-something. So so it's it's always a tough one, that because... You know, often when you have a meeting with someone and you, you see them, you see their, the top of their balding heads bent over, uh, scratching away, writing extensive reams and reams and reams of notes, it makes you feel heard, it makes you feel important, etc., etc., etc. But here's the thing. The product doesn't secure the deal. The company you represent doesn't secure the deal. People buy from people. And the best way to establish a connection is to arrange how you sit opposite or with that person in the meeting room, firstly, and then secondly, as much as possible to ensure that you have ongoing eye contact. So let's talk about the seating. When you move into a meeting room in order to have a meeting with someone, and let's say it's a one-on-one -on -one meeting, it's always important not to sit opposite the person, directly square on opposite at a 180 degree. Because consciously, unconsciously, deep down at the bottom of our spine, where, it, where tails used to exist, our reptilian brains almost see that as a challenge. So it's really important if you want to form that alliance, sit at a 90 degree angle. Somebody sitting at the head of the table, sit immediately to the left or right. And Bruce, if they're right-handed, sit to their left. If they're left-handed, <laughs> sit to their right. I feel as I've so been taught how to suck eggs. see the notes it, they are taking. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but absolutely. And uh, again, as you're saying this, it's so blimmin' obvious, but you don't necessarily consider it all. The follow-up. Um, and the follow-up's got to happen, I think, fairly soon while all minds are fresh and the notes are still legible. Um, and you would have to do a follow-up and you know, say, thank you very much for the meeting. I took this out of the meeting. Do you agree? Um, not necessarily in those blunt words, but that's the message you want to convey. Completely. Look, you're only taking down one or two or three or four power words in a meeting. The moment you leave that meeting and you hop into your car to go back to your office, record everything you remember on your phone using those power words to remind you. When you get back to the office, then you craft the email. Thank you for the time. 
this is what I heard. Have I covered everything? And based on our discussion, the next steps, not thank you, the next steps we agreed to are ABC. Next steps means there's a follow on. Simply saying thank you for your time is not how you close the deal. Next steps, action with their investment in time and effort is how you then migrate it towards deal closure. Pavlo Fotidis from Auric Business Accelerator. How to run a meeting, old school, in the new world. The founder at Auric Business Accelerator.